Here we go. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the show. Get the ad stuff out of the way first. Do me a solid. Head over to AboveAverageLeadership.com. That's where you're going to find the blog post that actually inspired this conversation today. So if you would, just click on blog and you'll see your time is your time. Uh, Self-inflicted leadership burnout. That's the blog post for this one. Also, please go to YouTube and type in Above Average Leadership and check out some videos there. There's some good stuff, or at least I think it's decent stuff, some leadership tips and whatnot. Do me a solid while you're there. Hit like and subscribe. All right, so today it's all about time. All right, we're going to talk about your time as a leader um, and not the time you spend leading. Okay, we're going to talk about something at the end that I call the Alice complex. That'll make more sense as we get into it. Um, Essentially, what it boils down to is, you know, as leaders, when it comes to time, we are very much a do as I say, not as I do with this particular type of time. So, hope you take something away from it and enjoy the show. And here we go. So today we're talking about a little a little bloggy blog I wrote. Yes. Talking about uh, the idea is that your time needs to be your time. Right. And kind of the sub point to that was not adhering to that can cause self-inflicted burnout. Right. Not just individuals, but you know, leaders included. So uh, I guess I'll be honest. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I've been a, very much a victim of this most of my adult life. Yes. Uh, not doing it the right way. Right. Is what I'm saying. Like, particularly in the military, you know, I was, you're there till it's done. It doesn't matter, you know, if you're stateside, if you're deployed, if you're in the field, what you're doing, you're not going to leave until it's done. I mean, there were very few times, you know, in my military career when I would go, oh, I'll do it tomorrow. Right. Right. But, but, in the military, it's also, I'll give you an excuse a little bit. <laughs> right. Because there is a a lifestyle that's been chosen, and there are certain things that it is unacceptable. However, the military as a whole does try to protect your time and give you time back. They pay you back. Right. For your time. Right. More, more often than not, they pay you back for your time. Right. Now- where that changes is as a leader in the military. Right. Um, and it's not even because it's expected. It's just kind of what you end up doing because you want to be ahead of the game for tomorrow and for next week and for next month. Right. You know, we plan things 90 days out plus. Exactly. 90 days out, you have it locked in. Like, you know, 95% certainty what's going to happen. Right. Um, and there's always the crazy things that come up that get put out there's going to be whatever big event that's happening sure. and now you're responsible for yeah the it. hey you so, button hits right so having that 90 day plan is exceptionally important because you know what days you can move things around right you've already identified any white space in your training calendar well in advance right but there's not necessarily a payback for that time what i what i've seen though compared to the civilian side of the world is that in the military as a leader, if you're that one who's always staying late just to get it done, to make sure you're squared away, to make sure you're ahead, to make sure that the plan stays the way it needs to stay 
And then you you go to your peer group or your next level leader and go, hey, like I need to take a knee for five minutes. Mm -hmm. They're usually like, okay, cool. Like it's not a problem right. to duck out early or to whatever you, and that, that's not that it's the norm. No. But if they know you're really pushing and you're like, hey, I just got to, you know, I want to catch kiddos game or whatever. Right. Never a big deal. Right. Um, it's a different kind of salary in the military. <laughs> yeah. And why it is a salary position, right? right? It's not, it's not salary like the civilian world likes to use that word. No. Um, and the big difference is salary in the military is because you're a part of something important. Right. You know, it's, it's bigger than you and you're a, a very important piece of it. And it's made clear that that's the case from the day you get there. Exactly. Civilian side, like salary is, is a step away from indentured servitude. Right. It's, it's almost, um, from what I've witnessed, is almost a reason to abuse someone. Well, their salary, so call them. They right. can't say no. Right. Um, that's not how that works. No. But no. that's a whole different show. <laughs> right. <laughs> but even in those environments, right, even let's say you work for a great company, mm -hmm. you know, and they're all about like, yeah, if you need a day, take the day. If you need to go see junior play ball, go see junior play ball, whatever it is. They're awesome about that. That doesn't mean that you're not still going to fall victim to burning yourself out. Right. If you don't adhere to your time being your time. Right. And I think in some of those situations, it's almost easier to burn yourself out because you feel like, look how generous they are and look how you know, thoughtful they were right. about me needing this. So now I'm really going to have to push and I'm going to stay late and get there early. And it's, it is a self-inflicted problem that you're creating. And in some regards, that's the desired effect for that company Yes, is that you have buy-in and you want to do above and beyond. Right. You want to give them the best possible solutions. But you also need a leader then to step in and say, no, don't come in early tomorrow. Right. Don't stay late tonight. It's nothing that can't be handled tomorrow. And and unfortunately, you know, that is not a common practice on the civilian side of the house that I've seen. No. Um, From what I've witnessed, it's like, if you're willing. Right. And I, I get that to an extent. But, you know, when you've got, we talked about it before with the performance punishment thing. Like, if you, if you just keep pushing that guy or gal and they never say no, then you're, you're, you're wrong as a leader. Right. But as the individual, like, you need to step up and say, hey, look, like, No. Can't right. do it this time. Right. You know, it's not an option this time. Um, and, you know, and that's not unfair. It's I think people feel like saying no to a boss when the question has been asked is going to be a red flag, you know, for their future that maybe they're not the right one. Right. You're not a team player. <clears throat> I mean, look, if if team player is the only way to get ahead in your company and it's not based off performance. It's not based off results. It's not based off your leadership qualities. That company's the wrong one. Anyway, in my opinion, Right. if it's, if it's, you're not a team player, like, okay, what, what are you talking about? Do I perform 110% all day, every day? Yeah. Does my team follow me to hell? Sure they do. Right. Do I get results? Yeah. So what team are you talking about? Right. The team you want to leave early, <laughs> right. The team you want Saturday off using that, that. ain't a team. Exactly. Using that is just an underhanded way to try to manipulate a person. And if, you know, if that's the only complaint, one of the, the traps I kind of fell into in the military, and I think everyone does to a certain extent, no matter where you're a leader at, is you know, and it's good, it's a good result because it shows you've got a huge amount of buy in, you've got you know, all the ownership on the planet for what you're doing, and you really believe in the cause of the, the entity that you work for, right? 
But what happens is you think it's not going to make it without me. Right. You think I'm the only one. Right. Um, and I'm not saying it's hurting anyone's feelings. And it was a hard pill for me to swallow my way out of the military. Like, you know, the separation there is a big deal. It's your entire adult life has been spent doing this thing. Yes. It's what you know. Right. And, and I was like, well, what about this? Or what about that? Or what about this? And finally, you know, I had a, a peer of mine say, hey, look, like, it was here before us, dude. Right. We were both getting out at the same time. We we're both retiring. It was here before us. Yeah. For, you know, a couple hundred years. Right. It's going to be here after it's us. It's going to be here after. And guess what? The same goes with you. Wherever you work, like, it'll survive right. for you to go take a day. Right. It'll yeah. survive for you to watch Netflix or whatever it is, right. you know? Right. Work on whatever your hobby or you're passionate about or do nothing. Spend time just relaxing with your family, engage in something fun that your kids would like. And I'll just say this out loud because it's something I truly believe. If your leadership says we really need you, we can't do it without you, guess what? They're incompetent. <laughs> I said what I said. They're incompetent. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. If they're, if they're not just using that as guilt, if they really mean they can't do it without you, they are incompetent. Right. There's a huge problem. I mean... If, if they're in charge of you doing the thing and they don't know how to do it, that's a problem. Right. Right. Someone not being able to step in for a short amount of time is completely unreasonable. That only one soul right. on the planet involved in this organization can fulfill that need is it's, crazy. Yeah. It's not biometrics. They no. can do it. <laughs> right. I know they can. Like. <laughs> Skynet's not going to descend and snatch them up for having the wrong <laughs> retinal scan. They're going to be all right. Right. But it, you know, it's a guilt trip that gets laid on people. And what stinks is so many people are like, all right, honey, I got to go in because they said they can't do it without me. I've done it. Yeah. Okay. I'm not yeah. talking about whoever's listening. I'm talking about me, the jerk talking. <laughs> I've done it. Yeah. And, and the thing is like, look, it doesn't matter what organization you're part of. Like I really believed in what I did. Yes. When I was in the military, like 110% loved every second of oh, it. Yeah. I love what I do now. Right. And so yeah. I'm willing to do funky hours or take a call when I would normally not be taking calls or whatever right. it is. But at the same time, like I'm more deliberate now about my time than I ever have been in my entire life. Yeah. Well, I think that's, but that's the key is being deliberate about your time. Yeah. Cause no one's going to accidentally do it for you. Right. And you're going to get tied into whatever it is your silly monkey brain says is more important. Right. <laughs> but it's not. Right. Look, your silly monkey brain is going to get worn out. Right. I and, mean, and then it's no good to anyone because your attitude suffers, your health suffers, your your mental capacity suffers. And people think, oh, it doesn't affect me that way. Baloney. Right. Baloney. Look, I come from an organization of very resilient people, okay, yes. who can see and do some really gnarly things and it quote not affect them mm -hmm. all right but i'm going to use an example of self-inflicted burnout and you tell me if it had zero effect on me okay all right it's just it's timely because it actually came up today mm. pathfinder school oh gosh okay so for those of you not <laughs> not understanding what pathfinder is pathfinder is a three-week course and you would think oh it sounds like land nav well you'd be wrong right pathfinder is about setting up drop zones helicopter landing zones Kazavak stuff, controlling aircraft in the air, all this stuff, right? right. How to do sling loads. Um, right. Google that one. That's too much to right. explain. Uh, knowing the capacity of all the different aircrafts right. for humans and for cargo. Calculating slope, 
getting temperature using a pie ball right. google that too right just it's right. nothing but numbers math and madness yes for three solid weeks right and it's really probably enough information you could fill you know six to nine months easily easy, easy. if you were going to do a comprehensive course right. yeah now the reason that they do it in three weeks is because then you take these skills that you had to drink out of a fire hose and you go do them all the time. Right. And so right. it works. It is full immersion. It's kind of like, you know, learning another language, you know, in a week's time where you just go full immersion. Right. You gather everything that you need. You put it into action and then it's locked in. And so it works. Um, but I did Pathfinder from... Three in the morning <laughs> until about midnight for three weeks. Right. Towards the end of the course, <laughs> we were asleep in bed. What happened? <laughs> you were actually explaining to me in your sleep, using the blankets as an example of how to do something with sling loads. Yes. <laughs> so I was... My methodology for the cargo bag was checking the sling legs first <laughs> and to make sure that none of the cargo bag was twisted when I got to the bag itself, I would pass parts of it from one shoulder over my head to the other shoulder. Right. And I was doing this in bed and every sling or every part of that cargo bag that I was passing over my head was blanket. <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why I was just about knocked out of the bed by the blanket twisting by me so quickly. And so... Needless to say, at the end of that three weeks, I was sufficiently burnt out. Yes. And I did it to myself on purpose. <laughs> it was mentally, That's the other thing. physically exhausting. You want to talk about volunteering for more work? Pathfinder, I volunteered to go to. That's true. I had to get on a wait list. That's true. I did that on purpose. <laughs> all right. And as leaders, you do that. Right. You on purpose give yourself more work. Right. Which is one of the things that propels you through these periods of burnout but as as you look back on it or you're looking towards something like that you go this is for a prescribed amount of time and there is a fallout from it okay so yes. i did that for three weeks straight right and then the day after i graduated i was back at my company as a drill sergeant at 4 30 in the morning yeah and wouldn't you know it by about lunchtime the soldiers like drill sergeant crutcher seems a little grumpy, <laughs> a little grumpy. and my commander was like Shout out to PJ was like, hey, maybe you should go home. Right. And Gator was like, yeah, maybe you should. Yeah. Just uh, take a rest day. Because I just wasn't there mentally. Like right. I had just spent everything I had. Right. And because I had been racking my brain with 4, 10, 5, 11, 26, 75, 81 for three weeks. <laughs> right. That's all I had. I was out of juice physically, mentally. Right. I was done. Right. There was nothing left to give anyone. And. You know, the same can be said when you're chasing deadlines three weeks out right? and volunteering on top of that to do a spreadsheet and to lead a meeting and all this other stuff catches up to you. Right. And in the back of your mind, people are trying to balance their home life and they're trying to think about what other things outside of work have to get done. And it just becomes all too much. I mean, that that decision fatigue is a real thing. Absolutely. You know, they there's they talk about. Make all your really hard decisions early in the morning. <laughs> this is a little deviation. But it's, it's true. Go ahead. <laughs> because your mind is fresh and you're ready to take on the day. And by the time you hit lunch, your your mental capacity is starting to deplete because you've already made decisions. And so make your life easier by 
deciding what you're going to have for breakfast, deciding what you're going to wear, already knowing where all your things are because you're not causing yourself extra stress. So for the big things that are coming up, you can easily make those decisions with a clear mind. Right. And, the, you know, if you stay in that, like, this decision has to happen mindset for even days at a time. Right. And as a leader, you know, you're, you're just, that's just the business side of the house that you've got to worry about. Right. But then you, as a leader, have to insulate your people. And so now you have to come up with asymmetrical answers to their problems. Exactly. And you also have to wait until you get home. And it's like the day, the decision day doesn't stop until you close your eyes. Right. And so if you're burning yourself out before you hit the door at six, right. you don't have anything left. Right. And so the, the problem there is, is it's going to create, you know, big ripples at the house. Yes. Because simple question like kiddo asking, hey, can I go to whatever friend's house? And you're like, why don't you leave me alone? Right. <laughs> you know, it's a difficult decision because you're exhausted from dealing with you're all the other decisions. annoyed at kiddo for asking. Right. You're annoyed at spouse for not having dealt with that decision before you got here. Right. Meanwhile, spouse has been in decision mode from the second that probably before they opened their eyes because someone <laughs> woke them asking what's for breakfast. Like, right. I don't know. <laughs> right. I was dreaming about Narnia and you're asking me about French toast sticks. And so it's really important that your time needs to be your time. Yeah. It's your only, you have to force yourself to reset. You have to do it. That's exactly what I was going to say. It's your only time to reset and refresh and collect, collect what you've got and put it all back together. And everyone thinks, you know, if you're happy in your work life, then it should be easy. That's not true. In right. fact, it's quite the opposite. <laughs> it doesn't make it less work. The more you like work, the harder it's going to be for you to say, this is my time. Right. And now I need to shut off all work right. and just focus on this. Because it's so easy to say, oh, I'll just do this one more little thing. Or I'll just check this one more little place. Look, and and... I know it's counterintuitive. I wrote a blog on a similar topic and the last line is what I'm about to say. And I know it's <laughs> counterintuitive because I know who read what where. <laughs> um, but I'm going to say it. Put your damn phone down. <laughs> and I'll use me as a bad example again. Yeah. Okay. Um, man, I could give you a thousand bad examples of when I didn't stop work even when I was home for two hours because I had my <laughs> phone in my hand. But I'll give you a, a big one to really, you know, I know you'll remember and it'll sell it is we were in the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Disney World. We're in Disney World. Yep. So it's day one of Disney magic. We right. had gotten to the resort the day before. Yes. And this is what, our second family trip? Um, second, maybe. maybe. Second, because we, maybe third. Maybe third. Maybe either way. Right. We love Disney. Yeah. So we try to go as often as we can. That's right. <laughs> now that the kids are... A little more travelable ages. <laughs> Just get in, pack a bag, <laughs> or don't, right. whatever. Um, and so it's early, and it's our first full day in the parks, and everyone's up and excited and stoked, and oh yeah, we can't wait to go. And my phone had messages on it. <laughs> and I'm not going to dime out who, who was right. in this chain of command, yeah, because just, they were excellent happens. people. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was a crazy environment we were in. There was a lot of, yes. a lot of madness and not a lot of good leadership. And right. so... We are stationed in Washington at the time. <laughs> My body is in Florida. Right. 
I can't across the country. be further away. <laughs> it's not possible and still be on land right. to be further than I am from work. Right. And they're calling me. Because there's a problem. Right. And texting you. Like, <laughs> I can do anything about it. Right. And like a chucklehead, <laughs> I'm like, give me like an hour. And I go downstairs by the pool and I fix this problem right. over the phone over the course of an hour. Right. And we're on family vacation. Right. We, we In Disney World. <laughs> right. We've set aside this time and made it very clear to all parties involved. We're doing nothing but being with each other. So here I sit next to a pool. <laughs> Surrounded by palm trees. Right. And other families lathered up with sunscreen are headed to breakfast. Right. And I'm solving a problem in Fort Lewis from Orlando. Right. Right. Yeah. And do you know what would have happened if I didn't answer? Hmm. Nothing. Right. They would have gone on with They that. would have figured it out. Someone would have been forced to figure it out. But in the moment. Right. I go, although I'm tracking that situation. I know all the ins and outs of it. I want to make sure the right thing happens for the right people. And so I'm going to get on the phone and waste my family's time <laughs> because here's the real kicker. Okay. It was over people getting kicked out of the military. <laughs> they can, they can wait. <laughs> Just kick them out. Right. I don't care how you do it. <laughs> right. Yeah. But I wasn't a good steward of our time or my time off. Right. And I so it's not the problem though, is for that particular situation and many others in our lifetime, it wasn't just that hour because I'm a stupid monkey brain and I keep going, gosh, this thing, this thing, this thing throughout the day. I'm bringing it up again. Right. I solved it. It's done. And yet I'm still thinking about it instead of there's Donald. Right. Right. <laughs> right. Mickey and Minnie are just around the corner. <laughs> but I think it to me, it seems like because I work online and virtually also, there is all of this hustle hard. You're always working. You're you're at home, and so you can just power through. The hustle hard day, hashtag is one of the dumbest day. things on the planet. And I agree. And the the problem is that all of a sudden rest has become a bad word. Where if you say I'm taking a day off or I'm you know I'm shutting everything down, right? You it makes you feel like everyone else is going. Oh my gosh. She's losing touch. She she's not going to make she's it. She's not going to have any likes or engagement or yeah. right. And that is just completely absurd. The hashtag needs to be hustle smart. Exactly. I mean, look. Exactly. I've I've tried it, right? Like yeah. I've tried the every day some hot new amazing quote right. for social media to put up. And by day four, if I hustle hard the entire day for three days, by day four. I get up and I open Twitter. I'm like, I don't know. Right. Exactly. Go, go do good. Go do good. You make right. good thing happen. Like, right. I have nothing left. Right. But the thing is, is if you come up with, you know, you put hours on your, your work day and when you're available beyond when someone may just naturally run into you. And after that, it just, it has to wait. But even in social land, right. Even right. on online businesses, like, I'll share something that's an annoyance for me, mm -hmm. but it makes it difficult to make my time, my time. Right. Okay. People will contact me via whatever platform right. about a coaching session mm -hmm. and I will go, great. I'd love to set something up. Can you go to the website and fill out the form? Yes. It helps. That's how I do my scheduling. That's right. how I, that's right. how I stay organized. Okay. <laughs> right. And they're like, no problem. Right. Cricket. 
Yeah. And then like a day later, like, hey, so when can we set something up to me? I'm like, as soon as you fill out the form. Right. Right. But they won't do it. And so I'm chasing people to have them fill out a form when like just fill the form out. Just fill out the form. Exactly. So it's still because you've tried to simplify it for you and and for them it for the other people. So they don't have to wait for a response from you. They don't have to wait. You you will have a time for your call. Exactly. In 20 minutes, if you fill the form out. Right, exactly. Fill out the form. Because, look, I'm not checking Messenger all day. Right. I don't check a lot of texts. Right. Business email, that, right. you're going to get me. Right. If you go to AboveAverageLeadership.com and hit contact right now, I guarantee you, before you get like 30 seconds deep into this episode from here on, <laughs> I will respond. Okay? You will get a response about a complimentary call. I guarantee it. Right. Right. But... And the other thing is that, you know, using your time to sit around and wait for the reply text isn't good for you. No. And that's why systems exist, though. Right. So, like, I've got the system where you submit the form and that exists to help me make my time my time. Right. So if I get a notification that form is submitted, that's work time. Right. That's got to happen. That's work. Right. Messenger's not work. Right. Okay. Like, that's just not. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. No, there's there. It is a, it's a different thing when you have an official, like this is how I've made it clear. My, my business runs through this and this is if we're just buddies or we're friends, there's something funny. There's, Hey, did you see? But it's, you know, what we're getting at is it's hard to make your time, your time when people don't respect it. And in your workplace, I assure you, if you're a leader, there is zero people respectful of your time. Right. Zero. Right. So you have to enforce the fact that you expect to be respected and look, in your time. I've been there. You need to get over this one right now. This is free chicken. <laughs> You're not being a jerk to say, don't bother me during lunch. No. <laughs> no. I. It's the craziest thing. I've seen leaders feel bad. Mm-hmm. Or apologize to someone. Hey, sorry, but I was at lunch. No, 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 no. Right. That's the end of that story. Right. I was at lunch. Right. <laughs> or right. sorry, I was sleeping on my day off. Like, no. Right. Look, if man, if if I could give you advice and say just don't ever answer on your day off, that's what I would say. I really <laughs> would. Like, yeah. figure it out, man. Figure it out. If they can't figure it out again, I'll come back to the, the point that hurts people's feelings. Like, if they can't figure it out without you. First of all, you ought to be running that show. Right. Second of all, they're incompetent. Yeah. Either that or they're just terrified to make a decision in your absence. Yeah. Which is even more wrong. Right. I mean, how is that person in a leadership position? Like one of the tenants in the military was take absence or take, make appropriate action in the absence of orders. Take appropriate action. Like if you can't step up as the next level leader or as a subordinate leader in most cases, then you need to just go over to the corner and color, man. Right. <laughs> right. I'm serious. Yeah, no, I, I agree. It, there, It's better to make the decision in the absence of your leader and maybe have to go back and fix something than it is to make no decision and let everyone flounder around, drop some crazy scenario when the your leader is back that's now gotten exponentially worse because time has passed, just do something. And and it's good practice for you. If- and you're absolutely right. Like that can happen where you've been gone and things have been decided 
and you've got to fix something. But I can tell you from my experience in leadership, I would much rather come back and have to tweak a plan or maybe redo the entire plan and at least know that action was taken in my absence. Right. It, it, it gives you more faith in your people when they feel confident enough to just make the decision, even if it needs assistance. <laughs> the other thing too, like if you're that next level leader who had to step to a lower level for the day and make all the decisions, mm -hmm. hey, look, use that as like a, look what I can do, you know, like, right. <laughs> because I'm, you know, I can only speak from experience that at every level of leadership I've ever been in, from team leader all the way up, mm -hmm. is that I always respected a leader who could do what I could do. Right. Um, and, you know, there were times where I called one out, they couldn't. Yes. <laughs> and it never got brought up again. No. Because I, on the spot, was like, oh, yeah, well, why don't you do it? Right, right. And right. they couldn't get mad. No. Oh, they wanted to, see in their face. <laughs> right. <laughs> but the fact remained, they couldn't do what I could do. And if you can't step down and do what your subordinate leadership can do, man, I'm not saying you shouldn't be in charge. I'm saying you need to take some time and learn how to do right. it. Learn how to do it. Um, you know, we, we go around and around on all these different things. The, the reality, So what, what we're really illustrating is that no one cares about your time but you. Right. And if it, you don't even care about it, then zero people on the planet care about your time. Right. And it will be used without your consent, without your decision. It is out of your hands. Yes, if you opt out, then it's gone. Right. And um, time is not a renewable resource. It's not. This is what you get every day, the 24 hours, the 30 or 31 days in a month. That's it. I mean, we could, you know, go down a big rabbit hole about how you spend your time too. <laughs> right. But the reality, and look, like no, no boss or CEO or squad leader or any leader in any organization for the most part, they're not taking your time to be malicious. No. They're taking your time for the same reasons that you volunteer it, because right. you're objective driven. You want to do the best. You want to get it done. Right. And that's respectable. Yes. Like, look, as someone who did this a lot in their life, I don't, you're not wrong for doing it. No. Okay? No. It happens. And, and you're not, you're not wrong for appreciating the compliment that it is when someone is like, here's more work. And here's more work. And I need you to do this in your downtime. It, it is a, it's very flattering when someone finds you to be competent sure. enough to take it away and make it happen. And the reality is a lot of your success is probably because you've always gone the extra mile because right. you always do more than your peers or whatever it is like taxing things on your time are probably part of your success. Right. And so I'm not saying quit volunteering. I'm not saying quit taking on more work. I'm not saying quit. Quit standing out among your peer group. Right. Not what I'm saying. No. I'm saying when the day is at the lake, the day is at the lake, right. period. Right. And I think that's the other thing from kind of um, a family perspective, you know, or even friend perspective, just an outsider, someone you don't work with. You know, if you say you're going to hang out with me, then hang out with me. Right. Don't, don't be pulled in 10 different directions and I'm trying to talk to you and it's, it's not, you're not responding <laughs> because right, you're none of it's in getting some it. other scenario. Right. right. I mean, look, it, if you, it's silly, but it makes sense. If you don't expect the same thing out of yourself that you expect from your children, right? like how many people listening, us included right. on a regular basis, look at our kids and say, put your phone down. 
Right. Turn off YouTube. Right. Turn Stop doing TV. that. We're here. Yeah. We're doing this now. Right. I'm talking to you. Look at me when I'm talking to you. I mean, you know, the only when I was in the military, I didn't even do this. I don't bring my t- phone to the table. Right. Like this is a no phone zone at our dining room table. Yes. But <laughs> I didn't do that in the military. I had that sucker attached to me all the time. Right. Because someone could be in jail. Someone could be whatever. Someone could be committing suicide. Like, you had to always be ready. Right. And that's admirable, okay? I'm not saying that's wrong to be a resource. I'm saying that if you're not deliberate, when it is time for you, you're going to stay burnt out. Yeah. You're never going to reset. And then here's the problem. Those 10 spreadsheets that you volunteered to do, they're going to suck. Right. They're going to suck. Right. You're going to put out subpar work because right. you don't have the juice. Right. And the, the fact of the matter is, too, a lot of time, if I've done something when I've been kind of at my end and I needed to already put it away and I bring whatever it was that I was working out back up and I look at it and I'm like, oh, my gosh, it's this trash. is terrible. It's I terrible. can't even work from this. I have to totally start over. And so now I've wasted all that other time. You know, where I sat there burnt out trying to crank something out just so I could say it was done. I mean, God forbid you do what I do (laughs) and you're burnt out and you've got to tell someone like positive action and way ahead or even (laughs) what you do when someone's struggling with their workout and you've got to coach them through it. I mean, we could be like, I just figure it out, dummy, or, you know, (laughs) do more push ups. Right. Right. Or you just be like, just give up. Yeah. I, I don't know. I'm tired too. <laughs> you can't, there's not a job on the planet that right. you can really do effectively mentally taxed and mentally yeah. drawn and, or mentally worn out. Right. I mean, look, th- there's a reason why there's more than one person in the sniper team most of the time. Exactly. It's because by days three on hour 70, right. when you're right. about to engage, you know, the imaginary person that you're seeing right. 500 meters away. Your buddy be like, mm, nope, there's no one there, killer. Right. You know? Right. Let's let's switch out for a minute. <laughs> you just don't make sound decisions no. when you're mentally depleted. No. I think, and the other thing, kind of, you know, my, my heart is in being a wife and mom first. And back to the renewable, it's not renewable. You, if you say you're going to be somewhere to do something with your family, you need to be there. It does. You can't always say work took precedence because everyone walks away going, well, work is more important. Exactly. And the days that your children are little are short. You know, that the, the, some of the days feel, feel really long. long. Sure. <laughs> but overall, you have a numbered amount of years with them before they're off to start their own adventure. And you want to have left them a legacy of, you work really hard when it's time to work and you rest really well when it's time to rest. Well, and not to get dark, but the same saying would apply there as when it comes to parents, like they're going to go on without you too. Right. So what do you want them to remember about you? Exactly. You know? Right. I mean, you know, I think every parent wants their child to remember them as being a really hard worker and being a lot of fun. You know, that they were always willing to listen. They were always willing to put down what they were doing So another, I think another important thing in, you know, using your time for you is just overall managing your time. And that can be very difficult when it is dictated, but also when you're just creating your own hours, 
Well, I, I think, you know, with that, though, something that a lot of people that I've talked to have said is I, I get bored. I don't know what to do. Yeah. I mean, when you have white space, when you have nothing on your calendar. Right. And you don't know what to do. Mm. That is a great indicator of you've never been a good steward of your time. Right. Right. If you don't have any I mean, you can't even say I like video games. Right. You know? Right. There's not a particular type of show on Netflix you gravitate towards. There's <laughs> nothing you can do to just check out. Right. And here's the deal. I don't because I don't want this to sound all about business, even though, you know, that's kind of my wheelhouse. But you brought up the, the family aspect and it mm -hmm. made me think of something that's really important, something that we make a point to try and do. There's a few little hiccups on the in the stuff there, but as a parent, right? Like we mm -hmm. talked about how if you're if you're at home with the kids and parenting is your job, and trust me, it is a full-time job, <laughs> then you're in intense decision mode from the second you wake up until the second they go to bed. Right. And there's a lot. I mean, look, it's not people are like, oh, it's not life-changing. It's not no one's gonna die because they had meatloaf. No, but someone had to make it, someone had to figure it out, someone had right. to get the ingredients like. You tried doing if you're if you're sitting at home saying that make a meatloaf right now. I didn't think so. Okay. <laughs> Hush child. But the point is, if, if that's your function, if that's your occupation, right, you need to be a good steward of your time too. Yes. And that means, like, you know, we'll we'll backtrack a little bit in a second and I'll give you more examples. But the big one is bedtime is bedtime, period. Yes. Bedtime's not, I need juice 15 times. Bedtime's not, I want to say one more thing. No, no, no. You had the entirety of the waking hours to say your thing. <laughs> right. Now it's my time. Yeah. And you have to have the follow through to right. tell them no. Right. And it's difficult. I think, I mean, I, I know exactly what you're talking about and you're speaking right to my heart <laughs> because I'm the one who will say, oh, what was it? Right. Let's get one more juice. Right. Okay. Let's, I'll give you some more pets. But, but so for, for parents, is, let me tell you, your kid is the boss asking you to do one more spreadsheet. Right. And you're going, okay. Right. Right. And, and the truth is for the, you know, for the most part, we do a pretty good job of, of protecting our time. Right. We, we help each other out when yes. it comes to, especially bedtime and even little stuff throughout the day. Right. But, you know, bedtime is, is five o'clock, right? I'm not saying our kids go to bed. What I'm, it's an analogy. Right. right. <laughs> Bedtime is if you're in the business world, that's five o'clock. Right. It's time to go home. It's time to check out. It's time to be done with this. Right. And so this is on your way out the door, your boss hitting you with 15 more tasks. Right. Now, if that's what you do, how, how annoying is that? Right. Cause you're like, I haven't even gotten a chance to enjoy the fact that it's over that it's done. and you're making it keep going. Right. And so, you know, if, Bedtime's bedtime period. It's got to happen because right. otherwise you've got that five-year-old boss chasing you down the hallway telling you 15 more things that have got to get done. Right. And you just want this chunk of it to end. Right. And they will. If you let them, they will. Just like your children, if you let, let them keep coming out, let them keep getting one more, then that's the standard. That's the standard. It's, you know, just like when they're in trouble and you count to three, well, they wait till three. Because they know they've they got... might wait till two and three quarters <laughs> right? <laughs> if they're feeling because, nice. Right. Because they know they have that built in cushion that you're trying to give them generously. But and if you're the parent work. that says two and three quarters, <laughs> you're allowing it to happen. Right. <laughs> it, there's no you don't count that way, parents. 
Right. One, two, two and a half, <laughs> two and three quarters. No, that's not how counting works. You don't hear NASA going three, two, one and a half, one and a quarter. No. Blast right. off, son. Right. One, two, three. Right. That's it. Yep. But it's the exact same thing. Yeah. It's the exact same thing. And check this out. If you've got four kids like we do. Right. And you've got four bosses chasing you out the door at five telling you what you got to do tomorrow. Right. That sucks. <laughs> and if you don't go, no. Nope. <laughs> the business day is done, killer. I hit the time over. clock. I'm sorry. Yeah. And for those of you that think that sounds really harsh, the other thing that you're teaching your children in that moment is that it's good to be alone. It's all right to be alone. You can sit with your own thoughts. You can do something to entertain yourself. You find something that you're interested in and, and be by yourself. There's nothing wrong with that. You're also teaching them that those two hours spent on Xbox and Snapchat, they probably should have come out of the room and asked you the question then. Right. Because now it's too late, Playa. Right. Time management. It affects everyone. And But, you know, <laughs> the reason our kids learn that is because we tell them, exactly. maybe you should have brought that up right. three hours ago. Right. We have very candid conversations right. about all facets of life. With and our that's kids. why it's not getting addressed right now. The problem right. is people don't. You know, people don't apply the business five o'clock is over right. time to business and they sure don't apply it at the home, house. Right. Like, you know, try. I've done it. I've done it in workplaces. I've done it in the military when I've been hitting the door and I hit the door late. Yeah. I mean, I'd get there at like 530 and I wouldn't be chugging out the door to like 7, 730 at night. Right. It's a full day. Yeah. Very full. And if I had anyone like, hey, Sergeant Crutcher, can you whatever? I would go, you know what? You had... Like 14 hours to hit me up with that. Right. And I did it to people who outranked me. It didn't matter. Like, killer, right. you saw me in here right. nugging away for 14 hours. Right. Like, shoot me an email, slide a note on my door, remind me of the meeting. Right. But I'm not thinking about that anymore today. Right. It's done. <laughs> right. <laughs> and don't do it. You right. know, and here's the deal. Let me keep saying if you're an overachiever, if you've gotten to that level because you're going to do it. In the back of your little head, you're going to, on the drive home, you're going to brainstorm how to fix it. Right. Sure. Go ahead. Do that. Right. But then once your little toesies cross the threshold, that's it. Right. And it, for parents, once their little bottom hits the mattress, that's it. Right. You, you have to decide on a time or a place or a something that works for you to say, and I'm turning it off. And, and the why, you know, we'll give another why, and then we'll start to do some big scary whys. Okay. <laughs> But one of the big whys is your family will suffer. Yes. Whether it's because you're not putting the kids to bed, making them stay in bed, or whether you're overworking yourself in your business job, whatever it is, they're going to suffer. That one who's sitting next to you, quote, supporting you, right. is going to start, quote, resenting you really quick. Yes. And it's not because they're mean or malicious or nasty. No. It's not because you don't have the best interest at heart. Right. It's just human nature because you're choosing the thing over them. Right. Right. And that the appearances, because of course right. you're choosing to work because to you want provide. to provide and you want to give them things maybe you didn't have or you're going for that big vacation. But the appearance is, is that all these other people, all these other places right. are more important than where your home is. And, and that is, you know, is. it's, it's true in both scenarios. It's true right. in the business side of things and it's true in the parent side of things that yes. you're, 
you're either giving all your coworkers your best and your significant other gets the leftovers or the kids get all the best right. and significant other gets the leftovers. And either way, that's wrong. Right. You have to turn it off. You have to focus on that. Yes. Um, so let's talk about some scary things. Okay. Because I think everyone's like, oh, I'll be tired. Yeah. Right. Here's, here's the thing. Um, ATP synthesis is a real thing. Yes. And people don't understand what it is. Google it. I'm not going to try and say the full word. All right. <laughs> I know what it is, though. Right. And it's just one facet of physiology that is affected when you're depleted. Mm -hmm. Okay. So long story short, it helps lactic acid move out of your muscles. Right. Um, but that's just one thing. Right. Like, guess what else happens when you're depleted? Serotonin goes away. The feel-good drug feel that your brain good. makes. So you start to feel like you, you're sick. Right. And so you will have real physiological effects on yourself long-term if you don't take your time seriously. Right. And, and, and the more you, you stress your body in that way, the harder it is for it to snap back to producing the serotonin and producing, you know, letting your body do what it needs to do and feel good. I mean, there have been times in my life in our recent past where I worked 12 hour shifts mm -hmm. and before the 12 hour shift, I would get up, you know, it was overnight. Right. And so I would get up around one o'clock in the afternoon. I would exercise for an hour. I'd see the kids. I'd shower. We'd eat dinner together as a family. I'd go to work. I'd start my work night at 8 PM. Right. I'd finish work. Kind of, sort of at 8 a.m. Right. Usually more like 9.30. Right. Because I was letting work keep me. Right. Instead of going, I'll do it later or find someone else to do it. Right. And then it was an hour drive in and an hour drive back. Right. And so I usually hit the pillow about 10.30 in the morning. Right. Right back up at 1. Yeah. And it's I did that enough. every day. Yeah. And by the end of four days, I was done. Right. I mean, like, I felt like I'd been in a fight. Yes. Everything right. hurt. I couldn't keep my eyes open. Like you just have your jaw wide open, just sitting there looking like a goofball. <laughs> well, another, I mean, you know, if you work a night shift or a graveyard shift or a, you know, an oddball start or finish time, you're, you already have a strike against you because you are not naturally built to be awake and working in those hours. I mean, it's that circadian rhythm. Right. It's weird. <laughs> and, and our bodies want to be up with the sun and they want to be asleep with the moon. <laughs> and guess what? You can totally reset that. Right. If you're deliberate with your but, time. Right. You have to be intentional. You have to on purpose reset it. And right. it's not, it's not a joke. I mean, you know, in the field, when we're in the field for a couple weeks, mm -hmm. By the time we leave there, we're naturally waking up at sunrise. Right. Everyone is waking up with the sun. And what stinks in the infantry is you own the night. So by the time it gets dark, you're smoked. You're like, <laughs> no, we're supposed to be asleep, guy. <laughs> right. But it, it happens. You reset right. naturally in just a couple of days, but you have to do it on purpose. You have to put yourself in an environment to allow that to happen. Right. A rest is is truly a weapon. Uh, it's a weapon against you know things that will eat at your health. It's, you know, a weapon that will ward off even just the mental side of things where in depression and anxiety, um, you know, all of the things that fall into that category will continue to get worse when you're not resting. When you are depleted, 
you will catastrophize quick. Yes. A small little something that on a normal day wouldn't affect you at all. Right. Will spiral out of control in your right. brain and turn into the biggest problem on the planet. Yeah. And you'll make it happen. You'll <laughs> make it worse because of your decision making, because of the words you're using. All of your actions are going to make it worse. Because you weren't in a good headspace to make it in the first place. Right. And I think that, you know, if you want to look at it on, on a smaller, on like a family scale, you have you ever had a newborn in the house? And whoever is primarily caring for the newborn through the night? I mean, you, if, you know, for us, that was me. Right. Because you were getting up, you know. <laughs> 3.30 anyway. 3.30 or whatever anyway. But if you, you know, happened to call me at 10 o'clock and anything had gone wrong that morning, I was in a complete tizzy right. because I was exhausted. There was no end in sight. You know? And and fortunately, you recognized that. And you were always good at talking me I down. I didn't tell you nothing, man. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and bringing me back to a place where I could get done what needed to get done. And then, you know, rest when the baby rests. Right. <laughs> you know? But that's, that is applicable in all scenarios. And so kind of the last point we'll discuss before we wrap it up, because this was sort of the, the genesis of the article that I wrote. Um, and that it's something that I call the Alice complex. Right. So if you don't know what I'm talking about and you haven't read the blog post, shame on you, but <laughs> uh, I'll explain anyway. So in the 1952 Walt Disney classic, Alice in Wonderland, yes. there's a scene probably two thirds of the way through the film. That's how you do fractions, not how you count for a child um, <laughs> where she's sitting in a forest lost. Right. And she says to herself, I give very good. Sometimes I give very good advice, but I very seldom follow it. Yeah. And this is exactly the complex that leads to self-inflicted burnout through not being a good steward of your time, right. because you will tell your friends, family, colleagues, coworkers, children, you need to get some rest put it down. You've done right. that for too long. You need to step away from it. You will tell everyone else in your life to do this, but you as the leader, as the parent, as the person running the show will allow yourself to get depleted right. and not take your own advice. Right. And of all the advice you give in a day, the one that's always still going to be applicable to you is this one. Okay. Yeah. Maybe your dog didn't get hit by a rocket ship. So whatever advice you gave to Joe, <laughs> doesn't apply to your life. Right. Okay. But I bet you when you were talking to Tina and you told her to take a rest or maybe right. don't do whatever. Right. Have a really great, great weekend. Enjoy your time. Or when you told your kid, Hey, step away from the algebra. Okay. Your face is turning into a Y. Like, <laughs> right. you know, right. You, you know, the answer Yes. and you make sure everyone else does it. Right. Like you're the enforcer. Like that one is one of the ones that you make sure people do. Because you as a leader instinct, you know how important it is How important it is for them to be fresh and ready to rock, whether it's your kids walking out the door for school, going to football practice, sitting at the dinner table, your employees showing up on time, doing their best, you know, in the correct dress code, whatever it is, right. you know how important being rested is. You know how important them having stuff outside of work that interests them, right. other to things to. to look forward to. Exactly. The why behind the time they're spending there right. is so important in keeping them doing that thing at an optimal level. Right. And yet you yourself don't do it. Right. At some point you get to a certain level of feeling 
you know, in charge of things and in charge of your own self, you, you feel like you're impervious. Right. To, to... <laughs> it's, it's like when your kids are sick and you're like, Oh, give me a hug anyway. Right. Like you, you're <laughs> right. not immune to that. No. Just like you're not immune to being tired. Right. You're not immune to, you know, the mental taxation of just decide, 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 right. you know, and everything. Oh, all you do is say yes or no, man. Look, right. saying yes or no to stuff that, you know, has overarching impacts to, the lives and welfare of your children or the overall success of your company, that'll smoke your brain real quick. Right. Right. If, if it wasn't, if there wasn't a thought process that went into it, everyone would just carry around a magic eight ball and get your answers that way. You know, I can, I'll give you a military example because it's hilarious, but it's so true is there's a job called RTO, right? Mm -hmm. And basically what that means is you're the private in the platoon. that's good on the radio. Mm -hmm. And so you get linked in with the platoon leader and you follow them around. Right. And so you are their voice over the radio mm -hmm. that wears you out as a young soldier right? because you are making all these huge decisions right. that affect the lives of your entire platoon right. and could affect the lives of other people in a battalion. Holy crap. Right. I mean, the level of, I have to understand what you're saying, translate it right. to the another person and make sure that it's clear so that I know they understand what I've just said. That's a heavy burden to bear. And everyone else in the platoon looks at him and goes, all you do is carry a radio around. You don't do anything. Right. You're not digging fighting <laughs> positions. You're not doing this, this, this. And they're always exhausted. Guess what? That's you in management. Exactly. Okay. That's you as a parent. Right. Like as a manager, you walk in and your boss tells you what to tell your people. And you've got to make decisions on how to implement what they're saying to get done and who's going to do it and how they're going to do it. Right. And you want to make sure it doesn't screw up anyone else's time. Right. You're making this. And that's why and it's you're exhausting. The questions and the other concerns. Right. And, and so when that RTO gets the battalion commander angry over the radio, yelling in his ear and he's got to translate that. So he doesn't sound like he's yelling at his platoon leader. Right. <laughs> so when you're subordinates or your coworkers come to you with their problem sets. You're like, okay, I've got to translate this to the boss. So he doesn't get mad. Right. Because they're like, he's a jerk. You know, like, I can't go tell Jim he's a jerk. How do I, <laughs> right. I need um, to phrase this in a way. I think they don't like your lack of tact. Like you can't, <laughs> right. right. But even that wears you out. Yes. How can I church up what they just said right. and make it palatable and receivable so right. that there could be a positive change. Right. Being human, being human wears a person out. But that's that's what you are. You have yeah. signed up for that as a leader, and that's what got you here because you want to do the best. Right. So stop it with the Alice complex. Right. Take your own advice. Right. And occasionally do the best for you. Right. And your time be your time. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, that pretty much sums it up, yeah? I think so. All right. That pretty much covers it. Hope you enjoyed, and we will talk to you next time. That's right. Bye. There you have it, folks. That was the show. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Like I said at the beginning, please go over to AboveAverageLeadership.com. Check out the blog that inspired this bad boy. Uh, it's called Your Time is Your Time. And then subtitle is Self-Inflicted Leadership Burnout. So check that out over there. Also, check us out on YouTube. Just type in Above Average Leadership and you're going to find the page. Hit like, subscribe, do all that good stuff for us if you would. I really appreciate it. And I will talk to you all next time. Later.